What's up, motherfuckers? Just kidding. What's up, guys? We are live here for a brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 128. We're coming off of UFC Shanghai. It's really nice and windy out here, so I thought I would be be pretty fucking awesome to come outside because it feels good out here. But anyways, like I said, we're gonna be pre we're gonna be post can't even speak right today. We're gonna be doing post UFC Shanghai, obviously talk about Michael Bisping and I had some things I was thinking about the past two days when it came when it comes to should have Michael taken the fight and all this, you know, you know, to d- d- doing that ruin his legacy, is doing that in general for fighters uh, bad for their health. I'm talking about all that stuff. But anyways, it it is Monday, the twenty seventh, two thousand and seventeen, November. Man, how was Thanksgiving, everybody? Was Thanksgiving a good one? Thanksgiving was, eh, you know, I worked on that same day, actually. I was busy. But, um, I did get some good food, though. I had a couple of people uh, bring me some food. Man, it was fucking good. I, I swear, you know, the best Thanksgivings are the ones where you're stoned as hell before them. Stone as hell before, absolutely just like you're you're gone, you're not of this world, and you're all you're thinking about is good ass food. And I'm telling you guys, it delivers. It, it, it was it was one of the funniest things, honestly, because the fact that I wasn't at the time and I had to think about that. And then it's like, I wish I was, but maybe that's till next Thanksgiving. But yeah, overall, I had some good stuff. You know, I had some uh, green, green bean casserole with bacon in it, like cut up pieces of bacon. I had uh, some mashed potatoes. I had some uh, stuffing uh, with gravy and some uh, cranberry sauce. And on another plate, I had some bread, some bread rolls with uh, some turkey. And man, it was delicious. I like on all the p- different plates. I got a combination of everything put together. But the first two plates were a combination of everything I should have had because you know the first one was missing turkey because I guess the customer uh, was telling me that uh, uh, she was telling me that the turkey was was out or. No, I mean, like, everyone finished the turkey. She said she was going to bring me a plate. Because, like, everyone hates to see me working while, um, while, you know, everyone else is at home eating and all that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was honestly a pretty nice time, you know. I enjoyed it, you know. A lot of people like to be with their families and all that. But, you know, like I said, my family's all over the globe, so, uh, so honestly, you know, my family was a little bit everywhere. So, you know, it doesn't really bother me because you know I'm all the way where I'm at, and they're all the way where they're at. And you know, all I all I would uh, encourage was that everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Now it's on to the next holiday, Christmas. What's gonna go on for Christmas? What are you guys gonna do for Christmas? Me, I'm probably just gonna keep buying myself some pointless shit, like I've been doing all this year. Maybe I'll get like a tattoo or something. I don't know. Christmas is maybe like a few weeks. Oh shit! It's like a few weeks away. What's what's the date on Christmas? Let me find out the date. Hell, we're hella freaking avoiding uh, UFC stuff. We'll get to that in a second, though, guys. It's time to have. 
it's like it's like you know we talk about it all the time so it's not like we're not gonna get to it it's fun to talk about other things you don't have to be strictly be mma <laughs> all right so it's this friday is the first you paid on the first so the first to the eighth from the eighth to the fifteenth Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the first thing you paid. Alright, I get paid every two weeks. Let's figure, let's figure this out together. Paid on the on the first. So the 8th I don't get paid. But the 15th I get paid. And not the 22nd, but the 29th. So the 22nd I have to make all that money count. That's my Christmas present. Using the money from the 22nd to the 25th. If I really want to. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait for Christmas. I mean, I mean... As you get older, you know, the holidays start to fade away and they're not as favorite. You, know, you don't like them as you used to like them. The same, at least. But it's like, you know, you're not as excited. You know, as kids, I knew all the time that we were going to be excited. I knew that we would wake up to see if Santa Claus came at the time. Or I knew that we were going to open up presents or eat some good uh, well now it's like oh, I know Christmas time people still eat some good food so you you may even get some more people on there that bring you food but um yeah so you know like, just like a birthday it, it's almost like a birthday like, your birthday is another year another 365 days from that point of you being a birthday uh, making a birthday so my birthday is on July 2nd so 365 days from that day, next year will be a year from the year you were. So you can be 21, 22, 23. Every year goes by, you just keep aging and keep aging and keep aging. Maybe when you're age, your first birthday when you're a baby till maybe like, you know, on average, probably just like your 16th birthday or maybe 21st. Your twentieth, I feel like your <laughs> ages from seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty are the dullest ages of your life. Cause you you grow up, you're eighteen, you're nineteen, you're, you're seventeen. You're not able to buy tobacco. You have to be eighteen years old to buy it. So those are the stupid stages. You know, a lot of people nowadays like to do all that shit. That's why I suggested it. You can't buy liquor. That's the most important part. I had to go through that phase too. It's boring. You want to get people to buy it for you, persuade them, and you got to get away with, you know, getting rid of the anxieties and all that of all that. So, you know, when you as you get older, how I'm saying is like, you know, stuff starts to mean less. I mean, it, start, it means a lot to you, but it doesn't mean as nearly as much as it used to. That's what I'm saying about like Christmas time and all that, you know, every every year that goes by just you know makes me want to appreciate the things i have that another year went by and everything else is fine and i, I live to those moments and i'm hanged out with all the friends i've hanged out with made friends with new people family i did some good things at work or whatever it is you have a good podcast something something like that something new every single time but um anyways enough with that um yeah, I don't really, I don't really got anything planned for Christmas. You know, just hope for the best. You know, prepare for the worst. But uh, yeah. Right. Anyways, let's get back right back to uh, UFC. You know, I was about to say UFC two seventeen because that's the last pay per view business being fought on. But UFC Shanghai. 
Honestly, I didn't watch all of, any of it. I was at work, you know. Oh, no, I wasn't at work. Excuse me. It was in the morning. I was sleeping. <laughs> Better yet. Yeah, I was sleeping. And uh, then I was able to see in the morning, oh, Calvin Gaslam knocks out Michael Bisping in the first round or something. Flatlines Michael Bisping. And I'm like, is this a joke? Is this is someone trolling? And I figured, oh, shit, it was on. Like, you know, right when I'm kind of getting close to when I was going to go to bed, it was on. And then I just go to sleep and wake up and, 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 you know, you know, everyone has those moments where they wake up and, uh, you know, they're using their phones in the morning before they get up and start their day. I'm just like, oh, my back, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? How, how's today going to go? Let me look at, let me look at my Facebook and, uh, let me look at my Twitter and my Instagram and my, and my, uh, Snapchat all before I get up in the day. Let me text good morning to whoever I text in the morning and then let me get on to my day. That's how, that's basically how a day starts off for me. But, uh, basically it's just like, I don't know, man. Just be thankful for everything you, that, that, that you pretty much get. But, oh, yeah, yeah, going back to that, what I was saying about the UFC Shanghai, you know, I woke up in the morning to see that. So I was doing all those things and how you do those things every day. I just happened to do the Facebook thing first. And I seen it say flatlined. I almost forgot. I almost forgot what I was going to say. Being so can, uh, you have a good, I have a good memory, but I also lose it. You know, I, I lose a lot of it when I can't think. But I was going to say, I, I did that that morning. I was scrolling through my phone. I see Mac, Michael Bisbee. He's KO in the first round. I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, Calvin Gaslam's no joke. This guy is a force to be reckoned with at 170 or at 185. The thing about Calvin that I've always been worried about, not worried, but, you know, he's got to make a decision because, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with at 185. He's beating, I, I said this in last week's episode, I'm saying he's beating big guys. He's beating guys like, well, you know, not directly big. You know, he's beating Uriah Hall. He's beating Tim Kennedy. He's beaten Vitor Belfort. And now he is beating Michael Bisbee. Now he has some quality wins on there. He has some great wins. He's fighting great guys. He's fighting big guys. You know, I don't necessarily agree that he's fighting guys who are in the necessary prime. I, I said that. I always thought that about Kelvin Gaslam's career at 185. So that transpires me to think what happens if he fights a guy like a Yoel Romero or a Luke Rockhold. Or, uh, uh, well, we already saw that, Chris Weidman, and, you know, we saw him get choked out. But, you know, there's Calvin, and there's the rest of the division. You know, Jacare, too, you, got, you can't forget about Jacare. He's one of the most dangerous, you know, jiu-jitsu artists turned, the, you know, striking, you know, striking dynamo. He's, he's fucking amazing at striking. He's good at striking. He knocked out Yushin Okami with combinations. You would never have seen that out of a jiu-jitsu player, but now you're seeing that with these jiu-jitsu guys being, being developed. So for Calvin, I feel, you know, he has to, you know, for, he, he's claiming he wants to fight Robert Whitaker next. And uh, for the, you know, the UFC 
you know, the actual middleweight belt, even though it is technically held by GSP. I'm tired of seeing these division, these divisions getting held up. Uh, no, uh, you know, for him to fight Whitaker, I'd rather see someone else fight Whitaker. For the if GSP doesn't fight Whitaker anytime soon, you know, the thing is, GSP just became champion, so. Everyone's gonna wanna jump the gun. I know how fight fans are. I know how people are in the world of mixed martial arts. They're gonna be. They're they're gonna want. Oh, strip him of his belt. He hasn't said anything. You know that's the other side. I I even said that. I said that last time. I was like, dude, I want to see GSP do some stuff. Or you know, it doesn't feel like he's a champion. I still feel like Michael Bisping's a champion. But you know, that, that statement kind of got uh, blindsided. Kelvin beat him last. But you know. That, that fight, I hate the fact that it happened. I hate it. I hate that it happened like that. But, um, yeah, like I said, fight fans would be like, oh, I'll strip him of his belt. But, you know, for Kelvin, Kelvin needs to fight somebody like Luke Rockhold, Yoel Romero. Fight Yoel Romero. He's coming off of a loss. I mean, he's fought Michael Bisping and beat Michael Bisping, who's coming off of a loss. He was about to fight Anderson Silva, who's coming off of a win. But now, he's fighting, you know, it's, it's just the fact that Michael Bisping lost to GSP three weeks ago. And, you know, he was just a champion. So, it was like, it's like, it's crazy how it's in a span of three weeks. Michael Bisping's already back. We have Michael Bisping. We're talking about Michael Bisping for like three episodes straight now. That's, that's one of the best things ever. Because the fact is, you know, there's nobody like Michael Bisping. You got to respect what the things that Michael Bisping's done in his career. You know, landing the most significant strikes. You know, being the former UFC middleweight champion, obviously having one of the biggest, best trash-talking, known for his trash-talking in the UFC, you know, classically, you know, obviously you got the guys that were they're good at trash-talking, like Tito, uh, Rampage was pretty good at it, uh, but, you know, Chael Sutton was mainly known for it, obviously you got Conor McGregor, the Kobe Covington in the mix now, but I mean, one of the main guys who had me entertained before everyone else did was Michael Bisping, you know, the trash talk. At first, I couldn't get over the British accent, but, you know, I got used to it. It's Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping we're talking about here, he's one of the he's one of the best uh, the best middleweights on the planet, you know, obviously. You know, he plans to fight one more time in Manchester, and after that, he'll be he said he's going to retire. You know, there's no way he's going to retire after the GSP fight, even though he made a loads amount of money. There's no way he's going to retire after the Kelvin Gaslam fight. He's doing it right. He's going to go out on his own terms. He said he was going to fight one more time in Manchester against who had his two to be determined. There are some suggestions that are coming up. You know, we could possibly talk about some of those. Um, we got some, we got some people in mind here. I'm trying to think. You know, as thinking, as I'm thinking about it a little bit more, Michael Bisping, I, I'm going to, that's, that's the guy I'm really, really going to miss. You know, the fact that none of the fans, none, none of the people here know these fighters, some of them, some of us don't know them, we've talked to them maybe through social media and stuff, but we never really knew them, so for us to have natural raw emotion about a fighter means that you care about it, you know, this is the best sport ever, you know, it's 24-7 basically, UFC, basically like uh, our, our sports year round, you know, we don't take years off. We don't take seasons off. It, you know, it, thankfully we get it all around. You know, our sport's the best sport in the world. You know, we have the best fighters in the world. We get to learn about them. We get to, 
We get to uh, watch them fight. We get to see them do extraordinary things. You know, in the cage, out the cage. I mean, Michael Bisping's a fighter. Obviously, he's really good at talking. He's a good, does a good job on on the Fox Sports desk. And you know, he does more than one thing. He's been in movies. He's doing. He's done movies. He's got some things coming up, in like you know, in January and all that. You know, some things to do. I mean, he's not just a fighter. This is a, this is a hurt business. And you know, you gotta have something that you're good for. On the way out, we've talked about that many times. You know, a lot of these guys need to have some good exit strategies, some good, some good, uh, not just exit strategies, but a, a plan. You know, you can't you can't fight forever. You know, obviously, you know, getting hit in the head repeatedly early, early on in life, and getting hit hit later on, like you know, just having the the damage build up, you know, can cause some serious problems in the end. You know, you got guys like GSP now who who are doing acting on the side, and uh, you got guys like Michael Bisping, Rampage Jackson, Randy Couture. Uh, Tyron Woodley did did uh, something a, a skit or something like like that in uh, Straight Out of Compton, um, and a lot of these guys, you know, jumping on the um, jumping on the movie wagon because they know they're damn good at it. You know, it's cool to see MMA fighters go along, go along, and um, you know, you you know. You know, a majority of the movies that some of them have played on have been martial arts movies. So, you know, it's good for them to be in those martial arts movies because, you know, they have a good idea about what they're doing. They can do the fighting easily. Their job's easy. They have to remember a few words and then they fight. And they just do the fight scenes over and over. You know, they choreograph them. They show them how they're supposed to do them. And, and then after that. That, that, that's pretty much it, you know, fortunately Rampage was good to remember a lot of the lines and you know, acting it, it, being in movies it's, 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 not, it's not a hard talent if you're talented, if you're highly talented if you know what you're doing uh, it's pretty easy, you remember some lines, you know, a lot of these guys are not just good at fighting, they're, they're, they're great, great at multiple things, at public speaking you know, you got, you got a lot of athletes that go out there and speak to young kids, that do seminars, that teach teach classes. They don't just fight. You know, normal people like us that have an everyday day job, they do stuff on the side, they still go to school. I mean, look at Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres, I think she just earned her bachelor's degree or something, and she was fighting at the same time. Luckily, she was more successful than anything, but, like, damn. You know, a lot of these fighters, you know, like I said, have other things that they do. Pat Cummins worked at a coffee shop before he got the call to fight Daniel Cormier. So, <laughs> I've seen some shit in this sport. You know, there's a lot of different stuff that's, that people have have encountered and uh, and, and uh, have done. Ah, I didn't speak right. I said people have a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of things that they do that we don't know about. You know, places, maybe they worked at a Starbucks. You know, I think Will Brooks was, all, all, uh, was talking about moving to, uh, working at Target or something at one point. And Will Brooks, former Bellator lightweight champion. If current UFC contender, I'm not on the verge if the UFC is going to keep him or not because of that. But um, but uh, like, man, it it was a uh, it was just like a it was just like a you know one and three. I think he's one and three in the UFC now. So for Will Brooks, I don't know necessarily what what is next. You know, it may take a long time. You know, we've seen. Speaking of Will Brooks, I'm just gonna. J jump right into it. I don't know. I was just gonna say, like, you know, it takes a long time to get used to the UFC lights, 
It depends on who you're fighting. It depends on your training. It depends on your focus in the training. You know, I'm not going to sit here and speak for these fighters that don't have the best performances because, you know, you make, you make, fuck, you fuck things up sometimes. Will Brooks is winning in the stand-up against Nick Lentz and they shot for those takedowns repeatedly. So Nick Lentz was able to capitalize and sunk in one of his great, you know, guillotine chokes. He has a great guillotine. Nick Lentz, like I said, his grappling skills were good. His grappling, his grappling and his submission skills are excellent. So it was going to be a long night for, for anybody that, including Will Brooks, that toyed with his ground game. So going all the way back, let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to Michael Bisping now, all right? Michael Bisping is, you know, obviously has multiple things to do outside of the cage. So when he retires after March, after that card in London, Michael Bisping's still going to have a lot of great things. He's still going to be on Fox probably. I don't actually, uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of Fox, I think the UFC is going to, um, looking for new partners to partner with because, you know, the Fox deal things up in early 2018. So I don't know what else they're going to be doing. I don't know what else, it, what, where the UFC is going to be, all the analysts, I don't know where all that's going to go, whether they're going to they're gonna get jobs on there or anything else like that. Because, you know, UFC Tonight is a very successful, it's a very su- successful show. And uh, you, I always watch the pre-fight and post-fight shows on FS1. Those are the best things. I mean, they break it down. They show the fights. They show they, they give their opinions on the fights. What, what What's not to like on that when you watch the fights? Some of your favorite people on the planet just... Just absolutely is talking about all the fights that go on. Yeah. So, you know, Bisping has so much things to do. He has a lot of great things outside the cage to do. And I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do next because, you know, there's nothing but ups for him. I mean, he's doing it the right way. Michael Bisping, you know, he's fought the way he's fought. You know, this, we're going to talk about this in a second. But, you know, he's fought... For the years he's, I think he's been in the UFC for over ten years, and he has the most wins at middleweight. I'm pretty sure he has the most wins at middleweight, and he's landed the most significant fight, most significant strikes than any other fighter in the UFC history of the UFC. Michael Bisping holds that record, former middleweight champion. He is called on like two weeks, I think two weeks notice. I think I'm pretty sure it was it was sooner it was it was sooner than Kelvin Gastelum, but he gets called. To step in to fight Luke Rockhold because he was supposed to rematch Chris Weidman, I think, and that didn't happen. So Michael Bisping steps up, and Michael Bisping knocks out Luke Rockhold to become the UFC middleweight champion, and then then he comes back and he fights Dan Henderson. A lot of people are upset at that. If you guys remember that, a lot of people are upset at that fight being booked. Casual fans were like, "Oh yeah, that's a guy that just got knocked out, got knocked out by him at UFC 100." And educated fans are, you know, I understand where this fight's coming from. I understand why they're making this fight. You know, it's a rematch. You know, why wouldn't Bisping want to avenge the most brutal loss of his MMA career? You know, being H bomb, being knocked unconscious, and having an extra punch to land with colossal force by Dan Henderson on the floor. That's that, that's enough that's an, uh, a big enough knockout 
that's a big enough knockout loss to make people never want to fight again. So why wouldn't Michael Bisping want not want to avenge that? That was a nice one. Number fourteenth ranked Dan Henderson. Hey, at least at least Dan had a number next to him. You know, it was still an excellent fight. Dan still made Bisping fight. Dan still is dangerous, and some people have their dynamite. So now Michael Bisping, Bisping has a win over Dan Henderson. He comes back. You know, maybe it's been a little bit a long time, and then the GSP fight approaches. And then they talk about it at first. They have that first press conference. And, you know, it doesn't look like it's coming in together. And then it finally does. BSP, Bisping versus GSP. And the fight happens. And, and after that, then you, there you go. And that fight happens. It was a great fight. For as long as it lasted. And now we're going to jump into this next thing everyone's been talking about. Okay, yeah, he took a fight on three weeks' notice. Yeah, he feels good. You know, his mind and body may have not fully recovered, but let the man fight. That's two That's two paydays in one. Regardless of if it was two weeks, three weeks, one week. If he fights again, then... I don't, that would have been so weird. Michael Bisping would not have stepped up. If he would have beaten GSP, he would have not have stepped up to fight Kelvin Gaslam, even if Anderson Silva got pulled. But uh, I was going to say, that's two paydays. So whatever Michael Bisping was paid would, in the GSP fight, which I guarantee was like a massive amount, he got paid what he normally gets paid. So he got paid what he normally got paid, plus his Reebok money and everything else else everything else that he gets paid. So, so it, it was a pretty good night for Michael. So, so he, he, he had, he had a good run. He had a good time. So, you know, obviously getting knocked out, getting your rank cussed isn't a good thing later on, but, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, obviously it's a good, it's a good, it's a good time for Michael because he got paid what, you know, he was worth. He's one of the highest paid fighters. He's been in the UFC the longest. Now, getting concussions and stuff, that's never good and, and, or anything like that, but, um, um, but, you know, fuck, he got paid. It's not like he was getting knocked out left and right. Say, like, he got brutally knocked out. He got choked unconscious, yes, but he, he didn't get brutally knocked out and he come back. Everyone's being dramatic. Bisping had been out for the longest time. Before he came back to fight GSP, he gets dropped by GSP, he gets some ground and pound, um, he gets choked unconscious, and he comes back three weeks later. I gotta admit, that's not the best of choices, honestly, I know what people are coming from, but, you know, he got paid, that's the thing, he got two paydays, he was saying that before, you know, regardless, I have two paydays. So, whoa. Why, why would Bisping not want to do that? That's the best thing ever. Really, he he got he got paid. He got paid. So, uh, excuse me. Let's see, what's new on Twitter? But yeah, for, going back to Michael Bisping, he has 
the best exit story ever. You know, obviously he lost two in a row. Now, because it's two fights, who the fuck doesn't lose to GSP? Kelvin Gaslam, there's no shame in that. He's a young up-and-coming guy. He's not like he got starched by Sam Alvey or something. Some guy named Sam Alvey that's not even in the top 10. Um, he got beaten by a really good guy. He beat the brakes off of Vitor Belfort. Vitor beat Bisping, so... I don't know. But that was TRT Vitor, so you never know. But, um, okay. Okay. Now, for Kelvin Gaslam, like I said, basically, just to sum this all up, he has to fight somebody like Lee like Luke Rockhold or or Yoel Romero for me to really uh to really really to really really get me uh convinced that he's ready for a title shot because you know he did lose Chris Weidman Chris Weidman was a bigger fighter you know a guy like Luke Rockhold's gonna be dangerous for Kelvin Uh, a guy like Yoel Romero is very dangerous for Kelvin so I want to see that Romero versus fucking Kelvin Gaslam how fucking crazy would that be? Yo, Joel Romero is just like this, this freak of fucking nature. He's a soldier of God. He he has a body built like a fucking Cuban, uh, like a Cuban supermodel, dude. He's a guy, the guy's beautiful. Joel Romero is just a freak of nature. He has his crazy flying knees. He has his knockout power. You see that hell Mary Cuban missile from hell? He landed on Chris Weidman, followed up with some heavy punches. That dude is just a massive freak of nature. He closes the distance. He's very quick. You know, he's explosive. You know, he has knockout power. He has crazy wrestling. Olympic silver medalist in the fucking Olympics. Yoel Romero is not a man to be fucked with. And him versus Kelvin Gaslam would be an insane fight. I like that fight better than I like Luke Rockhold and Robert Whitaker. That is an insane fight. I would love to see that. If that happens, you know, Kelvin Gaslam, a young up-and-comer with excellent boxing skills, beautiful submissions, also great wrestling as well. Great footwork. And I like Kelvin at 185. I hope he does get good fights at 185. Uh, who's next for him? I don't know. Gastelum has beaten a lot of former champions. He's beaten Nate Marquardt. He had a close fight with Tyrone, Tyrone, Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, uh, but yeah, he's got a close fight with Tyrone Woodley. He's beaten Nate Marquardt. He 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 stopped Vitor Belfort. Obviously, there's no contest, but a lot of people's eyes, he beat him. He got popped for marijuana. Who gives a fuck? He, that's still a win. <laughs> What's the marijuana going to do for him? Make his punches harder? No, not like the steroids would. But, um, you know, he's gotten some quality wins. Now, we just got to see what, what he's really made of if he takes on a higher-ranked opponent, like a, like, like a, a prime... Robert Whitaker or Luke Rockhold, obviously to beat Chris Weidman, maybe have a rematch with them one more time. But yeah, we got to see what this guy's made of. I have no doubt that he 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 would do good, and I'm pretty sure he he's pretty damn competitive. But I I, I don't know yet. I have to wait and see. I have to see what's up and. Uh, I gotta, you know, we gotta see. Only time will tell. But yeah, <laughs> have you been? Have you guys been paying attention to these troll accounts? Uh, I've been, uh, I've been making a. Uh, I mean, I, I made this. Uh, 
I can't. I don't want to say. It. I don't want to say it online. Okay. I don't want anyone to know. I'm surprised Twitter didn't kick me off for saying that. But um, pretty, pretty, pretty much. I guess I don't know. I guess Twitter bans you for using certain words, even though there's a lot of weird stuff on there. They talk about everything on Twitter. Twitter is like Twitter. Twitter is like the fucking uh, toilet. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You, people shitting everywhere, just saying whatever the fuck they need to say. It's just, it's just, it's just fucking like it's it's a platform where you you to say you to say whatever you want. Damn. But anyways, coming up. Is there any fights coming up? We got UFC 218 uh, coming up with uh, Aldo versus Holloway. But there, uh, two, but uh, there's really nothing else coming up. But, um, hmm. I don't, honestly, I don't know. Who does know? Hmm. I want to see if there's like any. Is there any, ever anything anything breaking news that we could talk about on this very show? Because if there's not, I'm not gonna be one of the happiest people ever. Ariel's usually good at breaking those. Hey, I've been I've been going through a podcast withdrawal because like all my favorite podcasts, it's been the weekend, it's been Thanksgiving, so I haven't really been having the podcast. Yesterday, I was thankful. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it yet. It's Joe Rogan's new uh, his new podcast. Well, it's the same Joe Rogan experience. Subscribe to the Joe Rogan experience on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, whatever platform you use. But um, Joe Rogan MMA show. Ah, G Meeker MMA show. Joe Rogan MMA show. We're all fucking badass. That's why I said MMA show at the end of it. But, um. Yeah, so subscribe to that, anyways. I was looking at something. That's why I was distracted. But, um. Oh, Ioana's so fucking awesome for saying this. Um. You know, it's it's a fucking amazing podcast. But you know, my list of podcasts that I subscribe to, that I listen to personally, the John Anik, Kenny, Flo- Kenny Florian podcast. Uh, I listen to Joe Rogan Experience, Fighter and the Kid, Big Brown Breakdown, and occasionally Chael Sonnen. Those are my lists, and obviously my own. Sometimes I do literally listen to my own just to hear myself think about it some more and add some personal things in there mentally when I'm listening listening to them. And, you know, if I'm bored, if I just want to pass the time, I'll listen to them sometimes. And, I'll, uh, you know, I used to do that to help myself fall asleep and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um... I thought he was out. Oh, no, never mind, never mind. It said uh, Emil Meek 
didn't know about his visa. He didn't know if he was gonna, if, if his fight was still on because of his visa. He was having visa trouble, so I'm guessing he got those uncovered, so he's able to fight, and that's gonna be a damn good fight if those two fight. Emil Meek versus Kamar Usman. I'm looking at that at Ariel's Twitter right now. We could literally watch the MMA hour right now if we wanted to, but we're on our own podcast right now. That's fucking awesome. We're, we're both live. That's fucking awesome. This is what the podcasters should do their podcast every Monday. Jimmy MMA show every Monday. That thing should be like every single Monday. Why not? It just depends on our availability, but you know, for all the podcasts to to make it out there, it, it, it's gonna be Monday. Monday is the, the start of the week, so that's the best part about it. We're not going anywhere. We still got a lot of shit on today's episode of the the G Meeker MMA Show, episode one twenty seven. I appreciate all you guys once again for joining us here live on Anchor Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Anchor Radio. So when you look up my name in the podcast, Apple Podcast, it's going to say the Jimmy Kerrima show, and it's going to have my have Anchor slash Gabriel Hernandez. So pay attention to that. I like the partnership with Anchor. You know, they put in they put our podcast in there easy as fuck. We carry their name on our podcast on the side of our podcast title. That's a good thing. So thank you guys for being us here, being here with us on Anchor Radio. Like I said, once again, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I think pretty, pretty much, um, that's, I don't know, man, that's pretty, uh, tall order. I just seen something on Twitter. I I got distracted. Sorry. I just seen something. I I forgot what I was going to say. So I try to make it seem like I wasn't going to stutter, but I I pretty much did it. Who, if GSP is unavailable in February, that's a big question of the day. Who should Robert Whitaker fight next? Forty-three percent said Luke Rockhold. Sorry, Ariel, I'm I'm, I'm going off of your sh- off your shit. But Chris, seventeen uh, percent said Chris Weidman. I said Chris Weidman too. Kelvin Gaslam, other. Who's other? Wow, <laughs> some of these fans' comments are funny. Promote Whitaker to the undisputed champion and have him defend against Rockhold. GSP can take the fake belt on vacation until he figures out what he wants to do. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's funny. That's so funny. Col- fucking, uh, fucking these fans. I love the fans of the mixed martial arts. I love everyone else's fans too. They're pretty. They're pretty fun reading the comments and what they got to say about everything. You know, I, I'll sit here cracking up at some of these fucking comments that some of these people say, like on, on their on their twitters and stuff. But uh, that yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. But um, I actually want to see something right now. Let me see if my FaceTime audio works right now. We're gonna pull. We're gonna pull in a very special guest here on the on this episode of the G Meeker MMA Show. If we're if we're able to, if this man's available. You guys know him. He's been on the show before. It's just a matter of if he answers. Actually, calling him on FaceTime from from iPod. We don't even know if he's gonna answer. How to get his thoughts on this upcoming fight for UFC two two eighteen against Josie Aldo was just fucking amazing. Oh, 
that seems like he's not answering. Oh yeah, it's probably it's probably two uh, hours earlier in California. A lot of these people, a lot of these younger kids, uh, tend to sleep in. And he's probably he's probably never even seen that address or the fucking uh, email. Because like, when you when you call someone on Facetime, if you have an iPod or iPhone and it's an unknown number, it'll just show the number, or it'll say uh, an email if you're calling with like an iPad or something like that. If you if you have if you have those. But, um, yeah, I was trying to get his thoughts on that. But, um, what's next? What the fuck were we talking about? I'm so stoned. <laughs> How long have we even been on the air for? The beta. The beta. Um, how do I get the beta? Damn. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, if you guys are wondering what I was laughing, just random. I'm, I'm sc- like I said, like I said earlier. When I scroll through the comments, I'm just looking at the feed. I was looking at the feed that said EA Sports, the, the beta, the beta for the new video game that comes out on, in February of next year. Um, people are getting a, a chance to play it. And I'm just scrolling through the comments. People are talking about how they didn't like get the, um, they didn't get the code or anything like that. And, um, and then people are saying like someone posted, uh, a, a, a gif of Yoel Romero. Fuck you. Fuck you. If you can hear it, you. it's like a gif of Yoel Romero to say "fuck you" to Michael Bisping. I think saying like something about ripping up the Cuban flag, and he made a whole video about it. I'm gonna see if I can actually pull that up right now. Let me uh, let me pull it up. Let me see if I can. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's actually pretty fun. It's, it's actually pretty funny if you think about it. Uh. It was Yoel. Let me see. Type it in on. Type it in up on YouTube. Yoel Romero. Michael Bisping. Uh, dude, there's some funny videos. The he calls out Michael Bisping. Here it is. Yoel Romero calls out Michael Bisping. Hey, Michael Bisping. You said you want to see me in Cuba. I go Cuba tomorrow. I want to see you in Cuba. All right. It's just fucking hilarious. I love you, Mike. Fucking Yoel Romero is fucking crazy. He made a whole video about this. See you soon, boy.
Here it is. Here's the best part. Is fuck you. He just says fuck you. <laughs> Look at me, well, Romero. When, when's that guy gonna fight again? Is there any fights coming up? Shit. Anyways, what's up next for us? We've pretty much covered every single thing that we're talking about today, basically. I just wanted to give my opinion on Bizping, and I just wanted to have another great show, because it is Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we do should release podcasts every Monday, like the other podcasts, but, you know, it just varies on the time that we're available and when we're not busy, but I appreciate all you guys, man. We're the best. We're doing the best. You guys know where to find me. We're going to get out of here on a good note, at gmeeker underscore MMA on Instagram. At Twitter, at gmeeker, MMA, Facebook.com slash the King Hernandez, Facebook.com slash baby one two three. We will be back next week. Thanks to Anchor Radio. Thanks to all my fans. Thanks to all my support. We will be back next week. G Meeker MMA, out, baby.